welcome to the Movie Forward Podcast. This is your host, Corey Cottrell. Uh, and of course, we got my uh, my very bald buddy, uh, Rio Verdinier. Hey, guys. I don't know why it's any different today, but you, like, you look like you look like Mr. Clean's little skinnier brother. Uh, and it's not... not I'd, a, be, I'd be Mr. Clean. That's a very solid point. Again, like I did start <laughs> uploading videos to uh, to Patreon again. All sorry, Patreon. All of this would make sense if you were actually watching this video, just by giving us a dollar a month. That's pathetically a small amount because it's true. We've got uh, a Carl on who's uh, a Republican voting for Biden, uh, which is basically what we're going to be talking about: why conservatives or why Republicans might actually want to be uh, voting for Biden um, instead of a stark raving lunatic fascist. <clears throat> Stuff we've got over before, but it's an interesting perspective. But Carl, if you could please, uh, uh, you know, introduce yourself and maybe talk a little bit about uh, uh, yourself you know, politically, how you got into it, kind of where you're at now. Sure. Uh, hi, I'm Carl. Um, I have been actively engaged in politics since high school. I had a had a wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, civics teacher who uh, got me interested in politics. Um, I couldn't vote for Ronald Reagan, but I ended up, my first uh, first presidential vote was for uh, George Bush, uh, senior. And uh, I have been a Republican uh, pretty much basically my entire existence. It's, it's, it's just, uh, it, for me, it's always been a, a mindset. It's, a, it's that whole, you know, hey, you need to work yourself up and, and achieve and achieve things and work hard for it. And there's only three rules that I, that I, that I subscribe to. It's don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat. And if you can follow those rules, there's nothing in America that is out of reach. So you don't have any problems with Trump then? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he violates was, all three of my rules. I was going to say, let him finish, dude, because clearly <laughs> that's where all this is going. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, uh, the, the last questionable vote that I had, uh, that I had cast was for uh, George Bush uh, Jr. Um, I don't think he was a particularly good president. I don't think he was a terrible one. I, I you know, I in my my judgment on that is um, was there malice in his heart when he did some of the things that he did. I think going into Iraq was a terrible idea. Uh, I I used to live overseas. I used to live in Saudi Arabia. I lived there for about six years, and you know, knowing the no, just knowing the climate of the place going into Iraq was a terrible idea. Um, but I always thought that George Bush, uh, in, in his heart, had America's best interests. Um, I don't feel that with this president. Um, this president, uh, uh, Donald J. Trump, says he's a Republican. Trump is a rhino. And if you follow me on Twitter at all, you know, I will, I will wax poetic on how just terrible this president is and why he's a rhino. You know, he, all his feckless supporters um, are coming out like uh, 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 bitch McConnell, right? That, that, that SOB, right? You were elected to lead, right? And he's out there saying, I am not going to do anything without the president's approval. Well, that's not leadership. That's not, that's not convincing anybody that your way is right. So Trump, first off, isn't a conservative. Um, and if we're going to talk about what a conservative is, it's an environmentalist, um, because we were talking about earlier about uh, Richard Nixon starting the EPA. Um, it's the best use of, of resources. Trump 
makes his staff stay at a failing resort out in Florida and charges them premium dollars just so he can put money in his pocket. And what amazes me is that his supporters don't see that. Um, you know, it, it's about public-private partnership where the government kind of kind of steers stuff, right? But the but the private makes things happen. This guy is just discarding all of that. He's like, no, 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 we're going to do these no bid contracts. It's like, are you kidding me? Um, let's see what else. He, you know, he he is deregulating everything and capitalism. You know, I'm a big believer in capitalism. Capitalism has raised people um, out of out of poverty more than any other system ever. Um, but capitalism in and of itself left to its own devices will sell you rancid meat. So there is a point and purpose to government. Donald Trump doesn't see that, right? Donald Trump just wants to dismantle the whole damn thing. And what's eerily scary is the, you know, I, I hate the, I hate the comparisons to Nazi, uh, Nazi Germany, um, mostly because I don't necessarily believe that, that Hitler wants to exterminate a bunch of people. Um, but if you look at the political parallels of what he's doing, we are on that track, right? So I think you accidentally said Hitler instead of you, Trump. You did, oh. and and Freud isn't rolling over. He's like, yeah, that checks out. Because <laughs> and the, my first thought when you said that, Carl, was like, I think we we might have been able to make that argument. Because again, we've talked about this before. I don't think Trump has really any ideology at all. He's just no. doing whatever is gonna. He's you corporatist. Know, He's yeah, like whatever whatever power center is gonna suck his little mushroom dick is where he's gonna get drawn. <laughs> but it it he keeps getting drawn to the strongman fascistic thing over and over and over again, up to and including Ada Bolton's book uh, uh, that uh, got released recently, and they <laughs> anonymous uh, uh, let it go all on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Cheers, guys! You crazy sons of bitches. Anyway, um, basically was sitting next to uh, uh, to Chi and. You know, she was talking. They were talking about the the uh, um, the like a million Uyghurs that, that are in concentration yeah. camps there, and he was all for it. Like, like in every yeah, single just get way. Yeah, yeah, like, no, they're like me? concentration camps are fine. So that you know, if left to his own devices, if he thought that somebody like a General Mattis wouldn't pull out a sidearm and shoot him in the face, I think he would do <laughs> it. And and seriously, yeah. when it comes to kids on the border, he is doing it, and they're still there. Yeah, and they're still there. And you would think that, you know, I mean, kids on the border, that started on the previous administration. You would think that if so, you were to score, if you. I got to push back on that. Go ahead. Because I see this all the time. What mm -hmm. actually happened under Obama, they started doing family detention. And right. within 60 days, there was so much outcry, they stopped. Kids right. were, were never stolen from their parents. They were never piled on top of each other in cages. And, 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 like there, there No, no, be... I agree with you on, on that. I'm yeah, just I saying... just like that, that no, I no. see that, because like you, you were like, I, I can tell, you know, you, you meant that in the, in, in, you know, in the way that I've described it more or less, but people yes. are flat out. They try and make that, that equivalence. Um, and needless to say, it triggers me ever so slightly. No, like, no problem. No! The anyway, point, no, the only point I was trying to make was if you wanted to score political points, then you would have shut that down. Like, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have continued any of it you wouldn't have reopened it you wouldn't have done any of that if you wanted to score political points you could have just said hey not only uh are we never not only are we not doing this we're never doing this again you know it, there's there's far better ways to deal with illegal immigration my uh, my mom's an immigrant right uh, i'm first generation uh chinese my mom's an immigrant and and it it it, it 
kind of flabbergasted me that she was a Trump supporter. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I have the same look. Like, oh God. Is but, it because she buys the lie that he's being tough on China? Is that why? Yes. And and for a time there, I was buying that lie because you know, the, the, you know, I used to say the broken clock was right twice a day, right? Trump's a broken broken clock. At least he was right on China. And now, come to find out, nope, totally wrong on that too. And that's that's another thing. Trump will never ever admit that he has made a mistake. George Bush Jr. admits that he's made mistakes, right? He admits that every president prior to this one has shown some sort of humility, right? It's like, hey, we probably should have done this different or should have done this better or we could have done, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Trump just, his ego will not allow him to say that he is wrong about something. And, and yeah, I don't know if it's his ego or if it's because he believes in this um, strongman brand, right? Yeah. That because it, it, it's, uh, it's the same thing that other strongmen like Vladimir Putin do. They see admitting a, um, ha- a, that you made a mistake as an admission of weakness. Mm-hmm. And since their base isn't, you know, those effete intellectuals, right? But right. rather the good, regular, salt of the earth people, aka idiots, right? Because that's their base, <laughs> he, he can't become off seen as weak by those people because if he loses their votes, then he's truly done. Right, so he can't admit that he's made a mistake because it's just it doesn't it doesn't fit the brand that he's built up around himself. Right, and I get that. I I actually understand the whole tough guy persona. I I totally get that. You look at but other presidents have done the tough guy persona with great effect. I mean, there was walk softly, carry big stick. Right, uh, you had Ronald Reagan who was very um, he would he would diffuse a situation with humor. Right. Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, and you you knew that he was telling a joke. This this president says I'm telling a uh, uh, says something completely outlandish. Right. He says it with all seriousness, with all deliberate uh, deliberate deliberation. And then 24 hours later, when there's blowback, well, that was tongue planted firmly in cheek, wasn't it? Like, no, it wasn't. He was dead serious. He was absolutely dead serious about the concentration camps or uh, he was dead serious about. Uh, whatever it is that he did yesterday, God, it's the so testing. hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Yeah, believe me, I feel your fucking pain. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, 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 yeah, Carl, I share your reticence to fully compare him specifically to Hitler because I think Hitler is a uniquely evil person. Yeah. Um, but something that Trump has in common with lots of demagogues and dictators is that he's kind of a clown, right? Yeah. I mean, that's actually part of their shtick. They're tough, but they're also a clown, right? There's some, there's a kind of silliness to it, which, which you see will give people the, their supporters the opportunity to say, oh, he didn't really mean it. He's not serious. You know, I mean, like there are people, there were people like, again, not that I'm saying he's identical to Hitler, but like Hitler's public persona as a bit of a goofball, they actually gave them an out because they can say like, oh, he's not really doing that. That's, you know, like he's just, he's just being silly. And that's what made him scary. And if you look at you look at 1930s Germany, you had all these all these guys saying we can control him. So let's just put him in power. We're going to control him. 
And what did, the first thing he did was dismantle the, he dismantled the mechanisms of democracy so that he would stay in power. You know who else has done this? President Xi of, of, of China. You know who else has done this? Vladimir Putin. Both guys that this president admires and is pattering himself after. This is, you know, and like, like I said, I don't think he wants to exterminate people, but politically, this is what this guy's doing. He is dismantling the mechanisms of democracy to suit his own purposes. And if that doesn't scare you, if that doesn't frighten you, then there is zero hope of convincing you of anything else. Here's the thing about John Bolton. I, 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 I do not care for the man. I think the man is, is an opportunist. I think, uh, I mean, just stick your adjective in here, right? And if it was him alone saying this, yeah, okay, he's not the only one. It's like every former administration official who has worked in that White House, every actor, every uh, every guy who got fired, every guy, I mean, just like over and over, they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, so you don't believe Bolton. Okay, what about the guy that came in before him? What about yeah. John Kelly? What about Ma- uh, Mattis? Mattis? What about like you? That, yeah, when Kelly and Mattis start fucking like dogging you and, and like likening you to Nazis, that's my job. I'm a progressive. <laughs> I'm supposed to be calling Trump a Nazi, not a fucking right. five-star general or however many 18 million stars he has. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, I, it's 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 you're totally right. Like it really is that that it's just been a parade of people saying the same things. It is interesting it, to me though that you know he's taking contemporaneous notes. Total traitor to the fucking country because this may have gotten him impeached, right? Yeah, it should have been all part of that that official record. I mean, now like things are so broken now that under any pure reading of the Constitution, impeachment hearing should be going on right now. Right well, now, yeah, and and that and that's. That's the thing. I, I mean, I, I'm not a, I, I don't know. The, this is, this is kind of, I don't think this country has been in this type of, type of situation. We, have, we are in a constitutional crisis that we have not seen since the Civil War. Yeah, that, I, I, think that's, I, like, I think that's pretty I mean, accurate. You look, you, look at, you look at the constitutional crisis created by, by Richard Nixon, right? He had the decency to quit. And and you know what he's he's remembered and and fondly remembered by at least uh, you know at least my on my side of the aisle you know he got us the EPA he got us uh, uh, he got us reforms that we needed he salt uh, he got us the strategic arms limitations treaties he got those going so he did yeah he actually yeah. accomplished some things that he even even as a Democrat and as a progressive like the guy made the EPA now granted like the only reason <laughs> things were really messed up I don't know if you probably haven't heard this but. Uh, uh, Rachel Maddow had a, an entire uh, book about not uh, 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 Nixon, but Spiro Agnew, mm-hmm. who was like literally taking giant manila folders of money in the basement of the White House mm-hmm. for dirty deals that he was doing back in his hometown. Like that, like it was, <laughs> it was so corrupt that like, you're like, wait, no, what? And she goes over a bunch of speeches and they're Trump speeches. It's yep. the same, it's the same shit. Yep. So fuck those guys. But I mean, yay for the EPA, even though spent the rest of the time <laughs> trying to kill it. Uh, Trump is a rhino. I am voting. I when I go vote, and I said this on Twitter. I think Rio, you saw this tweet, and and it bears repeating here. I will swallow my own puke while I pull the trigger for Joe Biden because at the very least, 
we need to stem the bleeding. In emergency services, with the, with the, if, if you're bleeding, right, the first, the first thing they teach you in like EMT school, at, uh, where I work, I can't actually say that on air right now, um, um, in, in law enforcement, if there's a bleeder, the first thing you do, stop the bleed. Biden is the way to stop this bleed because we are in a world of trouble and, and, and I I'm honestly don't know how we're going to um, get out of this. I know that I, all I know is that we need to stop the bleed, get Biden in. And then I'm a, I'm a Yang supporter. So go Yang. Um, the irony of, of Andrew Yang is if this were any other decade prior to, prior to 20. 20 right if this were any other decade he'd be a republican and that is like wow you know and and he has this ability to to unite the left unite the right and that's kind of how i got involved with with uh following you guys the moving forward podcast uh you know i, I listen to that uh i try to listen to it daily but uh i'm still catching up um but yeah it, it's it's you know we need we need something we need to stop the bleed and 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 Biden is is that guy for better or for worse. I, I I bet Corey has some questions, but I my first follow up is, um, what do you mean exactly when you say Yang would be a Republican in another environment? So in another environment, um, um, one of the reasons why I'm not a Democrat is I don't think that the government has all the solutions. I I, I don't. You know, you look at uh, you look at. TSA, you look at the DMV, you look at, you know, insert your, your uh, department here, they're all run remarkably inefficient. The VA is, is yet another example. Careful. Not very, huh? <laughs> Careful. Um, the, the, you, you, uh, you had me tell the VA. My wife actually works for the VA. I track the VA numbers really well. Uh, the VA mm -hmm. is actually much, much better than healthcare in the rest of the country. Like dollar for dollar much better like dollar for dollar i i have no doubt about that so, and that's it, talking about efficiency it like it, it yeah and again there are some inefficiencies of the, like the in, in the system that could make it 10 times better instead of just three times better um but yeah i, I mean that's, I have, yeah well the, the Corey, whole Corey, waiting list of, in phoenix kind of kind of oh, screwed me over no. on that one <clears throat> sorry oh uh, yeah no i i i still want to hear the rest of your answer carl i just wanted to yeah. address what Corey's saying part of the reason it's more cost effective though is because they can do things like you know, forgive loans for doctors in exchange for working for less money, right? So there's a lot of different things. I'm not saying the government shouldn't do that or that it doesn't result in efficiency, but it's not exactly a one-for-one -one comparison. Is, is The point is like, you should be looking at how efficiently it's being run relative to how efficiently it could be run, not relative to, to how a totally different kind of organization is being run. Uh, I fundamentally disagree with that. You're basically like, we can only really compare <laughs> yeah. single payer to single payer, let alone never mind that it actually helps more people and it's cheaper. Like that, that's uh, not a very good argument. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm just saying that there are reasons why if you're, if the way that it's being more efficient is by paying doctors less money, that's different than if it's being more efficient by saving money in other ways. It's just those kinds of differences matter, especially if you're a doctor right? Like your wife. Fair enough. You know, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. There's different ways of being, being efficient. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Absolutely. And, and, okay. and I, I personally, and sorry for I, I know I not everybody agrees with me, but I personally think doctors deserve to make a lot of money. 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, there, and there are, there are, there are better ways to, to uh, look at healthcare. And it's one of the reasons why I like Andrew Liang is he is looking at better ways to address healthcare. You look at Donald Trump, Donald Trump says, what's wrong with the old system? Oh, you know, millions of people uh, going un, uh, uncared for. Uh, I think part of uh, Andrew Yang's appeal is that he looks at things differently. Um, it never really occurred to me, but if, if, so I have insurance for my automobile. And when I crash my automobile, my insurance will pay for that. I should not have to go bankrupt uh, to get a new car. Same thing kind of goes with health insurance, right? I think we've been looking at it all wrong. And I, you know, and, and I think uh, what we describe as insurance isn't insurance. It's a subscription service. Um, we shouldn't have to go bankrupt because we had a heart attack. We shouldn't go to go bankrupt because we have some sort of pre-existing condition. So really what we need to look at is maybe uh, as a compromise, uh, look at, uh, look at healthcare. It, it, let, let the government take care of catastrophic uh, stuff. And then uh, the subscriptions, you know, and then you go get a subscription service. Like, you know, uh, you go to your, you go get your oil changed, right? You, you still pay for the oil change. There's certain, certain places where you, you pay money and uh, they cover the oil, the, the, you buy a car, they cover the oil change. There needs to be something along the lines like that where you can pay for some of it, but you don't have to pay for all of it. Subsidize it, but again, my, the Republican in me is saying, well, if you subsidize it, prices go way up. And so we don't really want to do that. Um, but it just, it just takes us, we have to look at things differently. And that's one of the things that Yang is. And I'm, I'm completely open to trying to figure out where does private industry fit in? Because there is this partnership between government and, and private sector where we want the least amount of government intrusion, but we don't want to be left to our own devices. So that's kind of- Yeah, I, I completely agree with you that Yang, Yang, and we talk about threading the needle all the time, right? Like he sort of takes a look at everything that actually exists on the ground um, and, and uh, uh, you know, picks the, the low hanging fruit into an awesome mesh that can move the needle really intensely. So we actually did a comparison between Biden's healthcare plan and Trump's paragraph uh, talking about a plan. <laughs> that he might and may not might not have right um and it reminded me like no it basically it, it speaks exactly to everything that you were just saying biden's plan the democrat I, which i know sounds crazy yeah. and and again as i'm from canada right it, which it, is why i yell about you know single payer health care all the time i, I mean, know I see, that I it's see not biden possible the... to just go straight there that's <laughs> fucking crazy I mean, it's, a, it's a nice pipe dream like freaking right. uh, third party run but we we do need to find a way that will allow everybody in 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 you know the center of american politics to to get behind it or it just isn't going to fly yeah no i mean but biden's policy healthcare policy was very similar to yang's healthcare policy when we compared both of them and um you know i mean actually i would say biden is and yang are both slightly left of trump on healthcare but that's only because trump's defaulting to just doing away with obamacare and not replacing it with anything else which is and that's and that's crazy well i mean right? it, it, it it's i'm not saying it's a good idea but i mean it is arguably slightly right of biden but like biden's not going for a single payer right he's not some far lefty he the the democratic party rejected their populist base and i personally wish that the gop had done the same <laughs> yeah you know um you, i i just a, see amen, i see brother. i see i see trump's populist mob as 
basically allied with the, the left's populist mob. I think of them as just two sides of the same coin. Um, and so Biden, for me, I, I guess like I, I'm not going to have the whole back any vomit when I vote for him because I've been noticing this trend that conservative Democrats are doing a better job of standing up for the values you just articulated lately yeah. than some Republicans. Now, it wouldn't be true if he was running against Romney or McCain because those men are very similar to Biden in a lot of, in a lot of ways, right? Right. Um, but he's running against Trump, who, who is just not embodying those values at all. And then, of course, on things that I care about a lot, like trade and foreign policy, he's actually significantly left of Biden. In fact, you'd have to go all the way to Bernie Sanders to find somebody as far mm -hmm. left as Trump on those issues. So I don't know, yeah. I'm personally going to enthusiastically vote for Biden. I also obviously w did not have him as my first choice, but in comparison to Trump, like no vomit needed on my end personally. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, if we're, if we're going to go with, uh, with that, then yeah, I mean, I've, I voted during the primaries, you know, uh, oh God, that was that just, it was so long ago. Um, but during the right. primaries, I, I voted for uh, Kasich and, um, I, I, I made a mistake. I made a mistake in that when Kasich didn't get the nomination, uh, I live in California, it doesn't really matter, but it, when Kasich didn't get the nomination, uh, I wrote him in, right? Because I could not bring myself to uh, pull for, for Hillary Clinton. You know, the, uh, what the media failed to understand was there were no, no signs saying, show me your taxes. There were a ton of signs in middle of America that basically said, lock her up. And I think, I think that the media did, the, did America uh, a, a, a disservice by A, not getting Hillary to address that. Or, or, meanwhile, Trump's Trump and his family are all using private email servers this whole goddamn time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it is important, and we've talked about this a little bit around the media. Cause I think you're right, right? But I, and I, I guess and it's, it's not, it wasn't intentional, right? But no. the media is designed to be a straight throughput to our amygdala. If it if it bleeds, it leads, right? It has to be that fear centered. And here we have this guy who's clearly a racist piece of shit. And like, how do you look away from that, right? Because he's and newsworthy. It, yeah. That's like he's basically the definition of that thing that will make them more money. The CEO of CBS said exactly that, right? Like that, and that's just that's that's what they are. And and, and even yeah, well, so, Yang had a great uh, uh, bunch of ideas to to start fixing that problem. So it's like, I, I guess the only reason why I wanted to kind of flesh that out a little bit is there's some really <laughs> facile arguments about the media that just kind of get thrown out. And I feel like that's an excuse for people to stop thinking. And it's not so, what you were doing at, in no. any way, just so I could be super clear. Uh, but it's like, there's a reason why it is the way it is. And Yang, again, found exactly uh, uh, like a whole swath of, uh, uh, of things that we could do to ameliorate that. Which is right. So here's, so uh, I, in college, I was studying uh, media communications. That was kind of my major, uh, you know, College was a big lie, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, the one of the things that 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 happened, in, I think it was around the '70s. So, in order to get an FCC license, in order to broadcast, you have to broadcast in the public interest, right? The way a lot of stations uh, did that was they put on a news program, right? So, you know, the the news was you know. Not necessarily if it bleeds, it leads. It was just here's here's your evening news, right? And that and that counted towards being in the public interest, right? Somewhere in the '70s, and I can't exactly point to where, 
uh, news became rated, right? So now we get the number one rated news program, uh, you know, ABC News. Ah, everybody trusts ABC, right? The reason they do that is they want to get eyeballs onto, uh, they want to get eyeballs watching them, right? Eyeballs equals uh, ad revenue. Uh, and, and how do you get somebody to pay attention? There's a reason why horror movies are so successful, right? They, they cost nothing to produce and they scare the overliving crap out of you. And that's what we do in the news. If it bleeds, it leads, right? So we want to scare people as much as possible and, and get them to watch. And what it succeeded in doing was basically getting me to sca be scared of you, right? And you to be scared of me and the, together the both of us are scared of them. And that is a real problem. And the, and I don't know that the news sees it that way, um, but certainly uh, um, I get that they have to be uh, ad, ad revenue generating, but the side effect of that is that we have a, a society that is paranoid of each other. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Michael Moore. I, I think Michael Moore is a blowhard. Um, but Michael Moore kind of pointed out, I believe it was in bowling of for Columbine, that per capita, there are more guns in Canada in per capita than there are in the United States. I don't know if that's still true, but he did, that, he did say that back in like 1990-something, 2000-something. Yeah. He said that you guys don't have nearly the mass shootings that we have. You don't have them. Well, why is that? Because we're scared of each other. And, 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 and we don't have the, you guys, the Canada, Canada doesn't have the murder rate we have because they're not scared of each other. We are scared of each other. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I mean, um, also I'm guessing it's a lot of like hunting guns. Yeah. Hand, like handguns yeah. and assault rifles. Very not fucking so illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's right? it's so almost it's a different kind of gun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost impossible, and and it's definitely not true anymore. It's it's and, as far as the number, it's almost impossible to get a handgun. You can, but you basically mm -hmm. need you need the education level and insurance level of being like a class three truck driver. Um, wow, okay. and and it's and it's really expensive. So you can do it, but yeah, it, it's they can take a lot of lessons. They won't, but they should. No, they won't. But I mean, it, it, that that isn't to say that that the way that media has set up hasn't fed into that and you know like i think it goes back and we're seeing this now it goes back to the original sin of slavery and the fact that a lot of things that were going on you know uh 250 years ago or whatever it was was like it, that that's been embedded into the culture that you're supposed to be afraid of a subset of of, of right. the populace um no matter which side you're on and i think that's bled into it in, in a lot of ways i'd love to see some uh, uh cures for that Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really personally am increasingly of the opinion that I don't think the mainstream media is the problem. I actually think that the independent media is a bigger problem. Um, yeah. Right. And of course, I'm saying that on an independent podcast. Right. So I don't mean that all independent media is bad. Right. Just all, all of it that isn't us. And all mainstream media is good. I'm not kidding. saying that. That, was, that would was, be an overly joke. simplistic black and white statement. Sean right? Hannity is evil. Yeah, <laughs> zero argument there. But yeah, like but, Sean Hannity exists, but so does Infowars. Right. You know I mean? like, exactly. Man, like, I mean, it's now, hard like to it's... find something worse than Infowars, right? And and right. and when when you start when you start debating not you know 
like just you know partisan Republicans who were just sort of going along with voting for Trump because he's the he's the party leader, right? Those people are the ones who say, but what about Hunter Biden? But what about her emails? If you start debating hardcore Trump supporters, the people mm-hmm. who, you know, the populist base of the GOP, the 30% who helped him eke out uh, uh, the nomination because the, the, the reasonable people were divided. If you talk to those people, they are not getting their news from Fox News. They're no. getting their news from places like InfoWars. And they truly live in an alternate reality. They, they, they are checked out. They're checked out. You know, like Fox News would be a huge step up for them, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, that, that's, and it, I think that's, that sadly is getting worse now too, right? I, I have to show you guys something. This is another little treat for anybody who is uh, watching this on our, on our Patreon. This happened like one minute ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hard having, to keep up. Having this guy's president is really fucked up. That's the tweet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Wait, presidential harassment? That's oh, that's what he calls tweet. it when, when, anybody, yeah. when anybody criticizes him. That's the whole tweet. Oh, You're not allowed to criticize the tweet. president. Translated from English by Google. Presidential harassment. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Google. That's the whole tweet. <laughs> I don't know Amazing. why they were- yeah, it's a good. I mean, but like he's a, he's so unstable. Like I I think yeah. Biden and Trump both have some cognitive decline, which just happens naturally in all older yep. people, right? I'm and Biden also has a stutter <laughs> like that I comes back in right. Biden also has a stutter that comes back in old age, but only one of them is psychologically unhinged, and it's Donald Trump. And I really, Absolutely. really do not think the person with the football should be unhinged. I mean, yeah, I'm crazy. That's yeah. That I. I come back to that every once in a while and it makes me want to drink heavily because that the the <laughs> I, I think radio lab actually did an episode about this fairly soon after trump got in office because they were curious about it right like how like could he really like nuke i've said this on the show a few times and i don't know why i put calgary in the crosshairs uh but could he just nuke calgary for fun like could he just do that and the answer is an unequivocal yes he could order the nuking of any city anywhere in the earth and they would technically have to listen. I personally believe that somebody would shoot him in the face first. But uh, yeah, you I, can't I, know that for sure. You can't know that for sure. And yeah, sure, he can order it. But uh, our soldiers, I mean, I took an oath. Uh, our soldiers are required to ignore illegal orders. And if... if so if you're, if you're in a nuclear silo, you are not allowed to say no. Yeah, and it's not really it, it, like, it's not really illegal. There's no yeah. way if for just, you to if know if it's illegal. It, it is perfectly true. legal for Trump to order the nuclear bombing of Calgary, Canada. True. Right? Yeah. And and that's yeah. I mean that's just the world we're living in. And I think still maybe there would be like a a a a, a presumption I think there would be like, some hesitation, yeah. Right, like but Calgary though? Like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, we like the canadians what the hell yeah, yeah. No, that would be 25th amendment time for sure but the problem is know. he doesn't like he's got at this point he's fired all of the grown-ups in the room he only yes. has idiotic lackeys left now yeah and they're, they're all they're all yes men and you know say what you want about um any any president prior right uh, wasn't a particular fan of of uh of barack obama I never, ever questioned his patriotism. Never, right? And he surrounded himself with people who said, Mr. President, can't do this. He also surrounded himself with people who said, Mr. President, this is wrong, right? And he didn't fire them. 
He says, okay, explain to me why this is wrong and how, you know, how do we move forward from here, right? That just how makes get- him a corporate puppet though. Don't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> the deep state is pulling his strings, man. Oh, Jesus well, Christ. Oh, sure. You know, the, we can call corporate puppet, except Trump is a corporatist. So he does everything to the benefit of corporations and he does nothing for the little guy. You know, it's Howard Stern pointed out that he despises the people that love him. He hates those people. And, and that's Absolutely. coming from a lifelong friend of Trump's. Without a doubt. Right. Without a doubt. The guy. Those two are friends. They like each other. And he's just like, yeah, he hates you fuckers. <laughs> like, and, 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 and the, his supporters' response to that is, I don't need him to like me. Well, okay, but you do need him to care for the American people. And this president doesn't do that. I think, uh, yeah, again, uh, I, I, I keep going back to this guy is not a Republican. He never was. And uh, if you want to trace back how this all happened, we can go all back to, all the way back to like Newt Gingrich, right? There was, and you want to go further back than that. There was a Southern strategy. But Newt Gingrich in particular was a particular bastard in the Republican Party when he did that contract with America, or as some people like to call it, the contract on America. Um, but what he was doing is he was going around and saying, hey, see that Republican over there? He's having lunch with that Democrat over there. How dare he? They're doing backroom deals, some sort of deal in a smoke-filled room, and you aren't part of it. So you know what? You need to vote that guy out and vote my guy in. And the guy that came in says, we don't talk to Democrats. The, and the, so if you really want to trace, that's what happened with Newt Gingrich. And meanwhile, and, you have the uh, populist base in, of the left doesn't want Democrats yeah. to talk to Republicans. Heck, half the time, they don't even want exactly. them to talk to conservative well, Democrats. I'm not sure that's <laughs> really fair because I'm definitely one of those guys that says definitely don't talk to Republicans because there's no point. Right? You're talking to two You're right talking now. To me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I know I, I like elected officials in Congress. <laughs> Oh, right? that's and because like, I watched. It's not true I, that there's no point, though. Corey. I it's watched. Not- listen to me very carefully. I watched eight years of Obama, where he comes up with a Republican idea for healthcare. Right, literally starts again. Starts in the middle. Terrible negotiating, but whatever. Right. And, yeah. No. Actually, the idea for uh, the Affordable Care Act goes all the way back to the Nixon administration. Right. And Mitt Romney tested it out. It was the Heritage yeah. Foundation that came up with it. It's a Republican fucking idea. The mandate is a Republican <laughs> idea period right like that all that is true but what what we found out and what we ended up finding out on every single thing that happened for eight years is that everything that they proposed we got all the democrats to vote for it then we, he went to the republicans and they watered everything down and they tried to make it all good and we got exactly zero republican votes on fucking anything except naming a post office until that changes there is absolutely no fucking reason to talk to them right at all. but Corey, but that i it's not, I mean, I agree with you, right? But what, what I'm trying to say is both sides have to come to the table and it doesn't help yes. when one side says, well, why even try, right? The Republicans were wrong to resist it, right? Okay, To the fine. extent that- All right. Right? That's yes. what I'm saying. You know, and, and, so, and, so, nope. and so like, okay, Stupid. we'll just let it, leave, it, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> here, here I am on a post-partisan podcast like, no, fuck it. <laughs> like, okay, you're right we'll, we'll just for the that. record i'm fine everything's fine now so, okay fine we all have to fucking kumbaya yeah no i mean like that's what happens when when i mean honestly part of the problem is that we have uh carl's right it is this cultural divide yep. the cultural divide is tearing the country apart 
And when you have a, um, a Republican congressional district, especially if it's the, the Trump Republican kind of Republican tr congressional district, um, and they believe that Democrats eat baby brains, right? They are not going to work. They're not going to uh, nominate or elect somebody who is going to work with the Democrats, right? And then meanwhile, if you have, you know, like um, um, the far, like you've got like a far left Bernie Sanders kind of congressional district, they're not going to compromise even with conservative Democrats, let alone Republicans. So they're not going to nominate anybody. So our, our decentralized Republic is a good system and a good idea, but it only works when the culture wars between states and districts don't go all out of whack. When, you've got, when you get to the point where they're acting like they're enemies instead of fellow Americans that you need to compromise worth with, that's the problem. And the problem yeah. starts with voters who don't want their can who, who will vote their, who will primary their candidate out if they even try to talk to the other side. See, you gotta yeah. fix that. And this is, this is definitely a thing that I was never for. The only thing, because that's not going to obviously work at all, right? Like the only thing we could possibly do is go for super majorities, which is a much tougher problem. I do need to change the subject. And I'm right. kind of half sorry that I have uh, uh, Twitter up on here, but something is happening right now in real time in 2020 that is so fucked up and hilarious and awesome that will lead us into discussing what happened in Tulsa. Uh, so hashtag white lives matter is now oh, rated on the, no, trust me, it gets so good. It's not bad. Oh, this, yeah. this is good. Now, my wife was telling me about this yesterday. It, it, it's been co-opted by the K-pop community to the point that <laughs> if you search the hashtag White Lives Matter, it comes up as a K-pop topic. Yeah, nice. <laughs> they're, they're putting fan videos with hashtag White Lives Matter. Like, I just clicked on hashtag White Lives Matter, and it's a fucking riot of Korean pop stars. Like, that's <laughs> all it is. Like, for miles and miles and miles, it's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. That's amazing. I, I'm, oh, I'm so guessing. Good. I'm guessing, but most of those probably aren't white, too. No, they're all <laughs> it's Korean. It's, it's so fucking funny. awesome. <laughs> I mean, and and like Koreans just, have a have a have a particular reason to dislike Donald Trump. I mean, he's going to get yeah. those people killed. Hundred percent. Like he's, that. Like uh, he's going to get yeah. nuked. Yeah. Well, like, and I mean, honestly, like they, they the North Korea doesn't even need nukes to ruin yeah. South Korea's day. They can no. they can within ten minutes they can launch two million shells at Seoul, Korea. Like just traditional, like go fuck yourself. This is a fucking bomb in your face shell, right? Like it, I, that's a technical term for an artillery shell. Just because it was yeah, and Trump's saying uh, like he's trying to force insane. South Korea to pay for their defenses, and meanwhile he's buddy buddies with Kim Jong Un. He make, writes the guy love letters. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. I just like I hats off to the K-pop community for saving democracy and maybe the world. I don't know how you're doing it, and I don't care. I'm gonna have to start <laughs> listening to Korean pop apparently. Just for solidarity. So, so Carl, what so, would what, what would Republican leadership have done if Obama was writing love letters to Kim Jong Un? Oh, oh my gosh! Sean Hannity's head would have literally just like. Sorry, what Carl, if Obama I'm, invited ISIS to Camp David? How would how would the right? Republican leader? I mean, no, but you're right. He's totally a rhino. He is such oh. a fucking rhino. Because oh, all you have to do is ask yourself, what would the Republican Party do if anybody with a D next to their name did the same exact fucking thing? And the answer right? is, they would say he was a traitor because he would be a traitor. Like, right? If yeah, Obama exactly. had done that, that would have been treason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I've had my disagreements with, with Obama. I just, like I said, I don't question his patriotism. I, yeah. you know, there were certain things that he spoke about that, 
he probably could have done a lot better. One instance that comes to mind was the um, the Harvard prof Harvard professor who um, uh, police officer insisted on searching his house, right? Uh, and the reason for that, because I, I, once upon a time I wanted to be a cop, um, the reason for that was if if that officer let that let that Harvard professor go back into his house and there really was something going on in that house, that officer is liable for that, right? So it's like, no, 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 I'm going to search your house. I'm going to make sure that it's safe. And, and that, that's, a, that's a situation that the public does not understand, does not see. And I think Obama kind of spoke out eternally. So let's, let's all agree that the police acted stupidly. Well, let's explain why the police did what they did. And then we can determine whether or not they acted stupidly. Um, but wouldn't it wouldn't it be great to go back to having a reasonable discussion about like what what where to draw the line in police behavior with that would be amazing human being because like Obama wasn't coming at it from some animosity toward cops no, right not like, at all and, 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 so but now but now we've got people on 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 the far left who want to abolish the police and do away with it completely and you've got people on the far right who want to turn us into a fascist dictatorship Scary with militarized shit, yeah. police without any identification just walking around killing americans wantonly i mean both of those would be terrible ideas i mean sam harris said that like giving the um giving the government a monopoly on violence is one of the best things human beings has ever have ever done it's right up there with like not putting shit in our food <laughs> this not is not something that, yeah. right so like it would be great to go back to like a reasonable debate between someone like obama and someone like you where you guys could hash out the solutions and yes and if you pointed out that he was mistaken about something he would admit it because he's not a narcissistic baby well this is right? why we need to just like <laughs> welcome welcome to the democratic party because that debate is going on in my party right now yeah, right. uh, and like and for the people that say they want to abolish it, because I started looking into that, like my first reaction was the same thing, like how do you abolish the police? That's crazy. So it turns out it's not, um, and there's actually been a couple of uh, places where where it's uh, been tried. They basically reform a police department that is only called for criminal stuff and not right. uh, uh, anything else. Like so, the far leftist version that you're bringing up for your awesome, for sure not false equivalence, is in fact a good idea in. Uh, well, uh, but again, very it, isolated things. Right, but Corey, but Corey, Corey, that that I I will grant you that the left does tend to pay more attention to policy, right? But they also suck at politics. They use terrible slogans: defund the police and abolish the police. Sound That's, more radical than they are, and they so are that, suffering that, because of it. <laughs> so here's here's the thing, and this is this we might, we might not want to go down this. But I I thought that initially as well. And I had an hour-long conversation with my buddy, Greg, who basically said, okay, when Black Lives Matter came out, everybody thought that sucked too. Right? Yeah, I mean... It, I, it, there was a lot... There was a, 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 now, granted, like I come from a Podell County in, in uh, uh, Central Florida. There was a huge... I mean, hashtag White Lives Matter. Like, that's all anyone says in Pasco County. Right? Because, yeah. like, how, 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 you know, dare you point me at something I definitely don't want to look at. Right? Uh -huh. um, and, and I think it's the same thing. Right, like defund the police are are like the, if you look at the Venn diagram of people that are very very upset by that, and the people that definitely aren't going to look into it and definitely not realize that every single time of the two or three that it's been tried seriously, it's actually had really really positive results. They're like we're we're those people aren't going to vote for us. Those people were never ever 
ever going to vote for us. Like that, that no, phrase, because I, I get the whole political thing, like people are going to worry about it or whatever. I'm just not. I, I, I don't find that it was I in agree. any way bad. I, and it also wasn't Democrats, Democratic politicians that came up with it. It was activists. Right. Uh, we just had the audacity to listen to them when they're right. Well, but that's what I was about to say, though, right? Is that like, if, right, you yes. listen, if you listen, it's just totally untrue for Trump and Trump supporters to equate radical activists with the Democratic Party. Because if you talk to the actual radical activists, they don't like the Democratic Party, right? They think Biden is like too damn like tough on crime, right? They really do. And and, and it's just not true. Yeah, that's so sad. Like, and, and I think one of the smartest things the team did on the slide this week that of course gets lost in all the insanity around Trump is they started pushing news stories out about his transition about uh, uh, gay marriage. Um, I think it was in the the uh, early 2000s or whatever it was, right? Um, and of course, Biden had had to come out as evolving on that issue as a lot of people were or whatever. Um, and it was kind of, uh, you know, early compared to a, a lot of others in national politics or whatever. So they, they're basically pushing this story out there. And I think it, 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 it is the perfect counter to that narrative because yes, he voted for the crime bill like that. There, that that is a weight that's an albatross around his yeah his, him uh, and like 90 percent of people that's the in thing Congress like literally everyone did right and still baggage is <laughs> baggage is baggage just it's the same thing with the whole like being. iraq war oh you supported the iraq war so did 70 percent of americans which yeah. is why it happened right it's still like, like between- in a democracy you get what you want and then when you get mad like oh you guys did what we wanted and it turns out that we were wrong to want that thing now we're going to hold still, it against you forever. Well, is bullshit. I, I, hold on. I think, I, cause I think we need to be nuanced <laughs> about it, but I, I definitely think that it's, that's fair game. Right. But when it's like guy who voted for the crime bill and the fascist who literally like rolled American people so he could take a photo op, right? Like th- those, those are things that I think are, are, are entirely and totally fair game. The whole point is, is that, he evolved on that, and he's very clearly evolving on this. Like, I, I had a conversation with a guy today, you know, who's, who's voting for Biden but really wanted to tell everyone how terrible a candidate is, which, for the record, I was doing a year ago. Like, six months ago, I was like, Biden is terrible. There's no way he's ever going to win. And then he fucking made me eat every single one of those words with a boulder, right? Like, I was wrong. I have the capacity. Okay, to we said the same thing about Trump. <laughs> so wrong about that. Yeah, I mean that's that didn't go very well. Anyway, so th- that like he's he's clearly evolving on it, and, and and I'm so glad Rio that we actually went in and started reading his policies the same way that we did for Andrew Yang because they're very similar to Andrew Yang's policies. They, like the, yes. the and the thought process that goes into them is at that level, and they're not identical or whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's it's that same feel. Like we're actually you know looking for ideas that have worked that will work that we can actually get people to vote for and get put into place. Versus Trump, where he's like, "Well, I really, I wanted my picture taken though, and they were in my way, and I was sad." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, ga- gassing peaceful protesters so that you can have your picture taken, holding a Bible aloft in front of a church you don't even go to, yeah. and some of the people who were forcibly removed were priests at the fucking church. Yeah, dude, <laughs> they got gassed while they were trying to administer first aid to other people that had been shot by rubber bullets. <laughs> Welcome to America. All right. It's just yeah, so, what, Carl, Carl just, what do you say? What do you say to people who ask? But like, how do you make a case for Joe Biden and voting for Joe Biden that isn't just based on Orange Man bad? How do you make a case for affirmatively supporting Joe Biden as opposed to just being so, against so Trump? For, and if you're only against Trump, then doesn't that say something about Joe Biden? What do you say to people like that? So I'm not. Uh, I'm not only against 
Trump, right? I'm against Trump for a whole list of reasons, right? He's a rhino. He's not a Republican. So you really need to narrow down. It's like, okay, you say you're a conservative. What does that mean? What does that look like, right? So you're telling me that, you know, whatever conservative looks like to you, right? Does Donald Trump meet that criteria? And almost any measure, he doesn't. On any measure. Uh, is he, does he believe in environmentalism? No. Because the, the root word to conservative is conserve, right? It's a cons conservation of resources and material, right? It's, there's a reason why the EPA was started uh, Right. Actually, Carl, I'm going to jump in here for a second because I know Corey is um, chafing a little bit at this. No. But I, I, you know what's really funny? I wasn't chafing at that at all. What I was literally thinking in that moment is that because I've been I, – I've talked to more conservatives and Republicans now than I used to, all of Rio. <clears throat> Um, there's actually, there's a couple others, but there hasn't usually <laughs> ever been a lot. And I've been super fascinated to, to really get to know the affirmative vision for what conservative means to people that, 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 you know, identify themselves as conservative. And right. I would, I'm not always going to agree with those people, but I would like, I would love to have them as family and have that fight. Right. Like, yeah. because like, like, if we could take environmentalism off the table as something we have to worry about, so like we right, can connect right. on, like if you actually are like, I want to conserve things and then you act in an idealistic way that comes from the heart that is around that. Like, well, fuck that as at least yeah. coherent. Right. 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 So on, on the spe specifically on the um, environmentalism issue, right. There has always been an ignorant populist mob base of the GOP, which did not believe that climate change was even happening. Right. Yep. But the leadership of the GOP, most of them, I'm not talking about Republicans who were elected by ignorant mobs in ignorant counties. Right. I'm talking about like the leadership of the party. If you look at like, you know, Republicans who were elected in more affluent, educated areas, they know that climate change is real. Okay. The opposite, they, they just don't, they oppose something like the Green New Deal on the grounds that they're just, they see the, the Democrats, and not even the Democrats, but the far left wing of the Democrat, Democratic Party as using climate as an excuse to push forward an economic agenda. That's the problem. So there is room to compromise and come up with a plan like Yang did, right? And an yes. excellent plan. That is a market-based solution that encourages companies as it, as it goes up over time, encourages companies to actually um, transition into um, carbon neutral um, sources of energy, right? Yeah. And and Yang supported nuclear power, which is also something that environmentalists in the Republican Party support, right? So there are the there are smart, are educated people in the Republican <laughs> Party. They're just not the ones voting for Trump, and they're not Trump, right? Right. So like it's like it's it's more like it's 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 so this idea that Republicans are all hostile to environmentalism isn't true. They're hostile to solutions that they think are going to be bad for the economy. Absolutely. And, and here's what would be good for the economy. Like, you know, in the 1960s, we had, the, we had a moonshot, right? And they geared everything, math, science, the, the schools were built to make that achievable. And we did, and what was it? It's like, you know, by the end of this decade, we're going to walk on the moon, right? There's no reason why, whether you're Republican or Democrat, that you can't say by the end of this decade, uh, you know, by the end of the 20s, we're going to be off of fossil fuels, right? There's no reason why this can't happen. And all government has to do, all the president has to do, it, it, you know, 
obviously get Congress behind him, but all that needs to happen is we just need to want it, right? We need to want it. And we, we wanted to beat the Russians. We did that. Can you imagine the, the, the economic benefit that would come down our way? Because uh, what, what is not fossil fuel? Well, hydrogen's not fossil fuel. Nuclear's not fossil fuel. Algae's not fossil fuel. Uh, you know, there's bi uh, corn, not fossil fuel. There's lots of things that we could do. And uh, the, the three others, notwithstanding corn, you know, doesn't affect the food supply, right? So there's lots of things that we could do to, to make this happen. And you have Donald Trump saying that, yeah, 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 I don't want it in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're a fucking yeah, And if Kasich baby. or Romney, right, yeah. or McCain were president, they would be working with Democrats on that. They would not be- Absolutely. They would not be going on Twitter and saying that climate change is a Chinese hoax, okay? They wouldn't do that. <laughs> they, like they would still have a lot of the same morons voting for them but they wouldn't be just throwing red meat at the idiots all day long. Exactly. <laughs> it would be an important difference in terms of our ability to make progress. And Trump isn't just hostile to um, climate change solutions. He's undoing uh, um, environmental protections that were put there by Republicans because they were just pumping toxic chemicals into the atmosphere that kill Americans. He's yeah. undoing that kind of stuff. He's undoing, yeah, he's undoing environmental regulations that Nixon put in so that our, our rivers wouldn't catch fire anymore. <laughs> What was that? That was Ohio, right? Yeah, it's just like, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, it's and, crazy. And, and so his way of thinking, he, honestly, he seems to be like, he's, he's kind of an anarchist when it comes to a lot of things. But at the same time, he wants to yes. have this like super powerful police state. And if you think about it, a really practical anarchist who, who, who kind of wants to have this very tiny government, so tiny that you have like a um, Mad Max situation, would also still want to have a very strong government, but it would only be strong in the ways that matter in terms of protecting himself from the chaos that would ensue. And that's kind of what we're, that's kind of what we're seeing here. Does anybody remember the name of the villain on Mad Max? Uh, Fury Road? Because that's Trump. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's benefiting from chaos and has all of the, the totalitarian power, like weapons and police and military he's got all the resources him. yeah he's got all, yeah exactly and he and he's he's got the water that you just release that's 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 the future that he's moving us toward and that and that's just that's just crazy i mean you know if, if you if, you know whatever the, your idea is like we can get behind i think all of us should be able to get behind in, environmental environmentalism i think you would think that i don't really want to poison the earth and it doesn't matter if you're on the left or on the right i mean if you look at it if you want if you want to be out of the middle east this makes sense right if you don't want america in pointless wars get get yourself off of fossil fuels this makes sense um you know if you want jobs right Get us off of fossil fuels. This will create jobs. I mean, the and I talked about the big lie about college was that you need a college education to succeed in life. I know, I know a guy. He's a plumber, makes way more money than I do. We went to high school together. He's got his own business. He's a plumber. He makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than I do. And you know, so college isn't necessarily the thing. But can you imagine if we went to like an algae economy? Right. We start. Uh, converting algae, there's a, there's a process where you can convert algae into a drop-in gasoline-type fuel. It takes carbon out of the atmosphere. It's very environmentally friendly, so on and so forth, right? Can you imagine how many, how, if you're going to grow algae, how many plumbers are you going to need? 
right? Yeah. You don't necessarily need to go to college to fit pipes together, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. They would create, they would create all kinds of, of, of jobs for, you know, people who don't have a a very high formal education that would pay very, very well. And there's a lot of the information jobs, especially the specialized information jobs, AI is going to murder those first. So like things like, you know, fine tuned things like plumbing and electric are going to be some of the last uh, uh, things that, that go in a robotic AI. Yeah. Well, also, also service based jobs will do really well. People are always going to be willing to pay other humans to do things they don't want to (laughs) do, like make their food. That's still going to be around. Um, Although they have a machine, and the kinds of the kinds of information right. jobs that will survive automation are the creative ones, not yeah. the just data processing ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but the, you know, these, but again, these are ideas that whether you're on the left, whether you're on the right, it doesn't really matter. You you should be able to get behind this stuff because of of what your conservative belief is, and so that's that's really what we're kind of getting down to is if you're voting for Trump, I need to I, I want to know why. I, I want to know, it's like, okay, well, because he's making America great. Well, okay, how? You know? Which uh, part? He, he, huh? Yeah, exactly. Wh- which part? Be precise. Which, yeah, it's like, how, how is he going to do that? When he was running for president, there, uh, he was talking all this stuff. I'm going to build a wall. He hasn't built it. I'm going to do, uh, uh, I'm going to close or Gitmo, or we're gonna get a, I'm going to get us out of Iraq, or whatever it was, right? He hasn't accomplished jack crap right he hasn't accomplished a single thing and nope we just have 30 percent unemployment and hundreds of thousands of americans dying oh he did accomplish and crime and crime like rampant crime in the streets yeah that's this this, trump honestly i mean i think we need to start pushing that he's the chaos president he is i've been i've been telling conservatives just vote for biden to end the fucking chaos Yes, that's it. Absolutely, just to make things go back and to normal. I don't want. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about anything else. I don't like. I, that's not true. I do. Like, I do support certain policies, like UBI. But honestly, before we can even start to talk about things like UBI, we just need to return the country to stability. Yeah, we need. We need to stop the bleed. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. That's we need a grown-up in charge who yes. understands how the government he's supposed to be running actually works. Hmm. Right? Yes. And, and, you know, like, it's not a dictatorship. It's like, if you want something, then you, this is the marketplace of ideas, right? Uh, you're, you have your ideas. I have my ideas. And, you know, Corey's got his ideas. We should be able to try to sell each other why what we're saying makes sense. And the only way that happens is if we're talking to each other, you know, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of your podcast. Thank you for having me on. Because, you know, we're getting to describe what does the conservative actually mean? Why is Trump not really a conservative? What, you know, you, you can't trust the man. I mean, I'm voting for Biden. And I mentioned earlier, I'm voting for Biden. You know, I'll swallow my puke while I vote for Biden. I mentioned that earlier. Only reason being is I don't know that I can trust the man yet. All I know is that he has got to be infinitely better. Based on his previous record, he's got to be better than what we've got. You know, so I mean, I, I, mean, I would be him. willing, I'd be willing to bet my house that in, in Biden's entire almost five decades in public service, <laughs> that he yes. has not told as many lies as Trump has in just like four. In four any, years, yes. in any week, 
quite frankly. Well, that 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 I might not at my house. Like, I mean, like, okay, all right. In, in, in Trump, Trump's Trump's had a political career that's one tenth as long as Biden's, and he's told more lies during that time, like for sure. Yeah, very. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like, I, I mean, I, I I hear you, and I'm a little worried that Biden and the Democrats might increase my taxes a little bit. It's kind of funny because Obama Biden didn't increase my taxes at all. Trump right. actually increased my taxes because <laughs> I live in a blue state and he did away with the, the state tax deduction, right? So in, my federal you, income taxes went up. Yeah, uh, mine too. And uh, it's like, okay, so if you're a conservative, you yeah, know, so my taxes like, went up. I mean, in fact, actually, like, like in my entire adult life, nobody's ever raised my taxes before. Trump's, Trump is the first person to do it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's, and he's supposed to be a conservative. It's like, no. Nah. Yeah, no, no, exactly. No. Obama well, then, in eight years he didn't do that. All the benefit, <laughs> all the benefit is going to going to accrue to the super wealthy, and nothing good happened. So uh, good job. I do need to share this because there's some other Republicans that I just really, really love who responded to the tweet that I shared with you guys before. Is it this Lincoln Project stuff? It is. I love them guys. Yeah, they all deserve very large medals. Yeah, but like think about that right there. Like the idea that if you criticize the president, if you if you use your own dollars, right, to donate to the Lincoln Project, and the Lincoln Project runs an ad on TV critical of the president, that's presidential harassment. This is this coming from the bully in chief who you who 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 has debased political rhetoric as much as humanly possible every time he's had a debate, even with other Republicans. Yeah, so it's twenty one twenty. And people are learning this in history class because this is an official statement of the White House of the presidency of the United States. Like this is official. Like he yeah. uses this for official business, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like it's crazy. And you know, you know I find on, it man. amazing that Twitter's Twitter sitting there like we're going to uh, uh, now put warning labels on the president. He's like, oh, they're censoring me. It's like, dude, freedom of the press belongs to those who own one. You don't own Twitter, asshole. Well, that's, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly. But, you know, and, and honestly, if he could, don't you think that he would have the government take ownership of Twitter and Facebook? Absolutely. I honestly think he, he would. He absolutely, yes. he absolutely would. Um, he so, would go full Xi Jinping on that shit so He's fast. trying to do it now. Like, seriously, look into yeah. what he's done to Voice of America. It's literally what he's trying to do right now. Um, and when Fox News doesn't do enough, he, uh, he goes after that weird fucking OAN bullshit. Uh, but I, I had, I had got to tell you guys, the, the, uh, the, the Twitter thing, there are people now doing experiments uh, with different variations, different Twitter accounts that are tweeting out exactly what Donald Trump is tweeting out. And all of them have been turned off. They've all been shuttered. Twitter has canceled every single one of them based solely on their algorithm. So Trump should be kicked off Twitter immediately. Um, yes. And, and they're not doing it. It's right. not, it's right. not this, that they should like... Back- this Put brings us back to the media it. thing. Yeah, this brings us back to the media thing too, because supposedly the media has it in for Trump. In reality, the media has get, has given Donald Trump billions of dollars with a free advertising. Yep, they love him. They stuck a microphone in his face, and he used it. And and I would love to see an Andrew Yang uh, presidency, right? And I'm thinking he might have to pull, a, 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 you know, a Donald Trump, where if you know if they're looking for a soundbite. Go to Andrew Yang. He should he, he should be open enough to where it's like, well, this is what this is, and 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 that, and just not say crazy shit. That's really what it comes down to. Or tough. if he does say crazy shit, then he should you know at least back up the crazy shit that he says. You know, I I, I don't know. It, I I just know that you know the country's in trouble, um, 
And yeah, he, Donald Trump is just not a conservative, not even a little bit. Like uh, I, Rio, I read some of your some of your tweets. Um, I read a lot of your tweets actually, where you know you make the argument that he is just the other side of Bernie Sanders. Like if there's a coin, yeah. right? There's a coin. He's the other side of that coin. You know, it's it's the same coin. You know, and and you know, and I have a I actually work with a Bernie bro, and and. <laughs> We have some interesting discussions, and he's not really willing to to hear. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, he said to me the other day that uh, you know I fucking hate America. It's like, w- why? You know. You know what's funny about that too is that like while Trump's mob presents itself as being very patriotic, they're not. They absolutely hate America. That is another thing they have in common with the Bernie Bolsheviks. They hate America as it really exists. They want to regress to a time before America was America, to a to a, a time when we had a, a king, right? And 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 their 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 patriotism half of the time is expressed in the red, white, and blue of the Confederate flag, which is literally a symbol of treason against America. I mean, mm-hmm. they hate this country. They do. They hate they hate the fact that they have to live in a country with people who are different from them, who do better than them. And they resent the hell out of that. And that is the, 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 the source of a lot of the cultural animosity. And, you know, like, I, I understand, actually, to some extent, when they say that Obama was race baiting and so forth, I do think that sometimes the left can be a little, get, a, get a little bit too far down the identity politics lane. But the solution to that isn't to have an alt-right that is every bit as obsessed with identity politics as the, the social justice left. That's just going to ramp up. That's just throwing gasoline on the fires of all of this hate. That's what it's doing. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, and he does it because he knows he benefits from it. You know what would solve all that? Freedom, Freedom dividend. Like well, oh yes, that would that would indeed be a good the good stuff. Absolutely. All right. Well, Carl, thank you so much. You you have anything you want to tell our listeners before we sign out? Uh, yeah. Vote 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 and vote for Joe Biden, please. Uh, the country is in desperate need, and um, I don't know that we would survive another four. I think that uh, Donald Trump, you know, if 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 we're following the pattern of 1930s Germany, and we seem to be on track of that. With that, uh, he will dismantle the mechanisms of democracy that got him in power, and he'll declare himself president for life. And, you know, that that's, that's a very bad road that you don't come back from. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, what happened to the Soviet Union, you look at well, look what happened to what's happening to China. And, you know, I don't know, you look at Venezuela or any of those other countries that have declared themselves president for oh, life. Yeah, did you see he recently well. just said that he changed his mind about Venezuela? That he now na- that he now supports the dictator instead of Guaido. Like, uh, like, and you uh, know why? It's because uh, he's actually his actually yes, he literally is taking the side of the socialist dictator of Venezuela now. Like the horseshoe is on full display, guys. Like, and I'm telling you, the only reason he did it, the right thing in the first place, is because back then he still had some grown-ups in his administration who were like, "Uh, socialism bad," you know. Honestly, like he didn't even. <laughs> and give now a they're shit. all gone, and he just—he's never met a dictator he didn't want to fillet, left or right. I really, yeah. I want to get Marco Rubio's opinion on that because <laughs> I'm guessing Rubio, he doesn't like it, Marco. Mar- but like he's gonna have to just eat more like literally hang out behind trump and eat his shit because like he's been doing it for three years anyway right 
But Marco Rubio has been on this like white on rice, the whole Venezuela thing. He talks about nothing less, uh, uh, nothing else on Twitter, unless he's making Bible uh, uh, quotes because whatever. Uh, but that, like, that's <laughs> those are the only two things he cares about, right? So now, I mean, what do you do now, there, buddy? I clearly have a great deal of sympathy. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just could not drop that news bomb. <laughs> Please continue, Carl. <laughs> No, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, uh, it's really just hard to keep up with this guy. And, and he's just, he rules with chaos. And, you know, th th there's a business uh, aspect to that, where if you, um, if you create enough chaos, you're the smartest man in the room because you're the one who knows everything. And that's really what Donald Trump is trying to do, is he wants to be the man who knows everything. The problem is he is an uneducated man. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't know everything. He doesn't know geopolitical uh, machinations, and he doesn't know how the rest of the world works, nor does he care. And bad things happen when the United States disengages from the world. Uh, world War I, uh, as an example, we disengaged from the world, and that's World War I. We disengaged from the world again, and there was World War II. So really, we cannot... You know, I understand that I understand the whole we can't be the policemen of the of the world. I, I totally get that. But at the same time, if we're not engaged, bad things to the world happen. So you look at and right now we're not engaged. Look what's happening to the Uyghurs in China. Bad things are happening uh, when when we're not looking at it, right? We're not calling out China on their on their human rights violations, when we're not calling out Venezuela on their human rights violations, when we're not, you know, if you're a conservative, you should be absolutely uh, engaged in the rest of the world. And the idea was that the United States would be uh, first among equals, right? Because democracies don't go yeah. to war with each other. And this asshole, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. This asshole wants to get us out of fucking NATO. NATO. NATO uh -huh. exists. NATO, Europe has experienced 70 years of peace, the longest period of peace that, that, that Europe has ever seen. Why? Because the United States has been and never shall be in charge of NATO. And this asshole wants to get us out of NATO. Okay, how does that benefit the world? Because they compete amongst each other, right? The Germans are still Germans, the French are still French, and they still don't like each other, but they compete economically, not militarily. And, and, uh, and the only reason they do that is because of NATO, because if Germany wants to go to war against France, they need to get our permission to do that. And what do we say? Nah, nah, work it out. And, and so... Uh, Who is the biggest benefiter of uh, NATO going away? Um... Soviet it's Union, Putin. or yeah. excuse me, Vladimir yeah. Putin. Yeah. It's the freaking Kremlin. <laughs> it's Putin. Yeah. Uh, I just, just yeah. wanted to throw no, that I out mean, there. And also what's important. important. Everything about the Ukraine thing, all yeah. of this has always been about getting rid of NATO. Yeah. And it's, it's important to note that America First was literally a slogan used by Nazi sympathizers leading up to World War II. People yeah. who did not want America to get involved, people who wanted us to stick our head in the sand and be isolationists about it, used the term America First. Yep. And yep. some percentage of them did it because they just naively thought that, you know, once Hitler finished con conquering Europe, he would leave us alone. But honestly, I think a lot of them would welcome Hitler conquering America, too. That's the truth. Henry Ford. Look him up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, moving forward is definitely our gumbo. Carl, thank you so much for coming on. But I have to show you guys Thanks this. For having me. Which is one last little present from the Lincoln Project. <laughs> 
Oh, and you have to be a patron supporter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right. Follow the Lincoln product. You'll probably be able to find it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, We'll be back. Thank you. Moving forward is our gumbo. Thank you very much for listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Rio and I are so excited that the Humanity First movement is moving forward. Something you can do to help is go to movingforwardpod.com where you can find us on social media, read our blog, and support us on uh, the Patreon. Right, Rio? Right. Uh, Rio, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us there, uh, buddy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I slept in today. I am still half asleep. Well, that yeah, I I I, uh, I I think I sent you something at like four in the morning my time, and you were like, "Cool, look, dude, what are you doing up? Are you fucking crazy?"